This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 45, sponsored by ComicHole.com. I sailed a wild, wild sea, climbed up a tall, tall mountain. I met an old, old man beneath the weeping willow tree. He said, now if you got some questions, go and lay them at my feet. But my time here is brief, so you'll have to pick just three. And I said, what do you do with the pieces of a broken heart? Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 45. I'm Ron, and I'm here with Connor. 
Hello. And Josh. Who just, he, that's a sexy voice, Connor. Yeah, Connor brought it down a notch. How wow. you doing? <laughs> anyway. So, he just did Joey, though. I know, he just wrote <laughs> it. threw you right off, didn't it? It blew my mind. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to our podcast. We are from ifanboy.com, where we talk about comics, because we like to read them. And every week when the comics come out on Wednesday, we buy our stack and we read them, and one of us actually writes a review on the website at ifanboy.com. You said it like one of us actually remembers to. We actually remember to write a review on ifanboy.com. And um, then we come here and talk about it on the podcast, as, lo- as well as anything else that's going on in the world of iFanboy. Um, so before we dive right into it, because it's a, it's a packed week at iFanboy, I just want to quickly remind everybody that uh, this is a review show reviewing this week's comics. Um, so if you haven't read your, week, your week's worth of books, I would hit pause now and come back after you have, or you might get something spoiled. And we don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So um, That said, Josh has the pick this week, so I'll hand it over to him. And it's difficult for me to actually review this book this week because there's a big thing that happens. And I hate knowing that there's a twist or something that happens. But literally the reason that I chose uh, X-Factor 10, which was the pick this week, was because they threw me off at the end. Like they, you know, I was like, whoa, I did not see that coming. As opposed to uh, Brian Vaughn or something like that who's got a twist at the ever, at the end of every single one of his issues. I think Kirkman does that too. Um, I, I just didn't see it coming in this book. Anyway, um, you guys... We're probably a little surprised to see that I picked this book. Uh, a little bit. More than a little, I, I think. My, my prediction didn't come through. What was your prediction? I thought you were going to pick Boys number two. Really? Yep. I came down hard on it last time, though. I know, yeah, but then I thought you'd like you would see like a story in redeeming it and be like the second one made it work. And we're we're going to get to it though. I was we're surprised by your prediction of Boys. I was surprised all around. We're just it's just it's a week of surprises. Um, anyway, I opened up the book and I got to say the first thing I thought was not, oh, this is a great book. I thought, who the hell is this artist? <laughs> because there's a flashback scene at the beginning, and the artist is Roy Allen Martinez, and it's a very sketchy sort of pencil stipply style, very sort of vertigo looking almost. And I was just like, "What the hell is this?" You, you mentioned something in your review that you actually weren't sure if it was the right comic book, and I had the exact same reaction. Yeah, I, I thought like, they'd misprinted it, the first couple pages. Yeah, I like so that. I like that art, but not for this book. Yeah, this, exactly. This guy, this guy did some other book on Marvel or somebody like him, and I can't remember what it was. And it's driving me crazy. And uh, if if you uh, and then inside again was another um, fill-in artist, a guy filling for Dennis Calero, who is uh, Renato Arlem. This book just cannot hold a penciler, <sighs> which would really be a problem if the if the if Peter David didn't have it nailed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if there was like a Bagley, not Bagley like, but a Bagley Bendis, you know, like artist to pair with David and Ryan Sook should have been it. Oh. Um, this book would be like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but it sounds like I'm complaining about it, but I'm not. It basically, it starts <laughs> Wait, off. Why'd you pick it then? This first of all, that was last re- week. This was a really hard issue to, um, really hard issue to describe because this sort of lots of little things happened in it, and I could not find a thread. Something to go through to just talk about. So I kind of touched on all the things that um, that I liked about it. Um, basically, at the beginning, we find a little bit about Damien Tripp, who's the shady head behind Singularity, who's the rival which, investigation firm, I guess, for X Factor. Which yeah, which is which is my my thing about that is reading this book. Like I don't remember why they're like at odds. No, me neither. Yeah. Okay. I should probably go back and read them. One of the yeah, points that I made in my in my uh, review, and I, a lot of people on the board also, this is not. I ca- I can't recommend you to go pick this up at issue ten and start reading it because yeah, no, you need to pick up the trade. Yeah, you, it's, it's not like going to make any sense. You have to just go from the beginning. 
and, and you Absolutely. know, like there, it's really good that there are books out there that you can pick up and read. But I do like some that you know reward you for coming back again and again and well, have a long. Serial, it's serialized up. fiction. I think we make a big deal out of not being able to read it. Once again, everybody you know uses that as a way to criticize the X Men. But like ultimately, you need to know that there are continuing characters and continuing stories, <laughs> and you know, and it's, it, there can be jumping on points. But sometimes it's kind of tough. So. How yeah. heavy is that X Men chip on your shoulder? <laughs> it's it's hard to walk around. That's that's for sure. <laughs> so anyway, we we open up, we get into X Factor's headquarters, and basically we just find out that that uh, I can't remember if it happened last issue or between yeah, last, issue. last issue. It was last, it was, issue, last okay. issue is when X Factor established their stance on they civil said, war. Yeah, they said this is not marked as a civil war book, but it's definitely involved with it. Um, and basically, X Factor says we're taking Mutant Town and we're not registering, and you can all go to hell. And apparently, after that, they had a party. And so Jamie wakes up, Jamie Madrox, the multiple man, wakes up and he finds out that he's got a Hugh Hefner-like dupe running around because he got drunk and bumped into a wall, which, once again, I give Peter David credit, it's hilarious because that is what would happen. Yep. If you, if you spawn multiples when you bump into things, then drinking would obviously cause a problem. Well, apparently this first one that came out was a bit of his lusty sort, and uh, he's in, like, the uh, Hugh Hefner pajamas, and he's, just, and he's got, like, a little look on his face that just, uh, it's like that sort of, hey... You, what, what are you? How you doing? That kind of thing, and we find <laughs> out that he's uh, he's been busy with uh, some of the female members of the house, and then uh, and then he finds out another one, and then we get to this one page where he runs. He finds out that he's just somehow slept with at least two of the girls there, and then well, he you're runs. Skipping over the best line when when Monet whispers in his ear, "Now I know why they call you Multiple Man." I thought that was so cheesy. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was you love awesome. stuff like that. You love that stuff. <laughs> I can appreciate it, but it's not my favorite part. Um, he runs into Layla Miller, and I saw her on the page, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you can't. She's a kid. Please don't. But you have to because it's right there. And plus also there's the whole notion of the, them hooking up in the future. That's right, and she's and so basically like there's, a fr- there's just one of those silent frames. I love silent frames where they don't say anything, and they kind of look at each other and looks a little confused, and he finally just goes, did you and I? And she's, no. And he's like, oh. <laughs> And then she gives him a little... I won't give away everything. I'm not going to read it to you. But it was a really, really good page. So then we get to Strong Guy, who's the goofiest-looking character of all time, which I, I think they're almost playing up. I hope so, because it's terrible. There's a defector from, from, from Singularity who's going to come and tell them... Uh, he's going to drop all the Singularity uh, secrets on them. and Whistleblower. He's the whistleblower, exactly. And, but he's obviously really scared of the vast conspiracy, which is the underlying current of the issue so far as who is Singularity and why are they so scary. And then, once again, we, we whip over to uh, Quicksilver's office. Which just completely threw me off. I'm like, he has an office at a medical center? I'm like, how did, how did that happen? And Damage has got 70s style hair going. I don't know how, what happened in there. Uh, Richter, not Damage. Damage Richter, whatever they... Um, he's no, not but, Damage but, anymore, you mean? Don't worry about his hair. I'm more worried, like, he's got, he's got like, art on the wall. He's got a nameplate. I mean, like, it's just like, I think that's a, I think that's a Promethea cover on the wall. It's so weird. Yeah. And I think he's got his costume under the... Um, well, he's under wearing the... a jacket inside. Or is that a lab well, He's coat? wearing a jacket, but you can see the faintness of the lightning bolt on, on the costume, but it's colored wrong. It's, oh, right. Because the jacket and the, sh- and the outfit are colored the same color, which I think is a mistake. <laughs> but, um... Because um, the last issue, he had the overcoat with his costume It could under. be a lab coat. He's in the medical center. Why is he in the medical center? Because he's bringing people he... back with their powers. Well, because, because basically... medical equipment. They're picking up the House of M yeah, no, in this it, book. Mm-hmm. And he's apparently the one who can heal, and he's got like some higher purpose, born again thing. Where now he says he's only healing people; they only get healed correctly if they're worthy to have their powers. Yeah, which is a real trip. Yeah. Um, 
And so there's all this stuff going on in this book, and it's he's all got like he's got like an inbox full of papers. <laughs> like, like, who's writing Quicksilver a memo? You know, like it's just. Like... And on the front, does it say like to Quicksilver, or does it say so there's to there's Ketra? actually a poster of a little kitten hanging on a tree that says "Hang in there." No, I'm kidding. There's not, but that's an office um, cliche. Anyway. And so then we get to the very end. Is this thing on? And this, just, I'm trying to move on, and there Sorry. is a thing that happens which I just don't see. I was like, oh, wow. You got knocked out of your chair. I really did. It was a real gasper, and I don't get them very often. And I was like, wow, I, this is going to, and it's going to, like, basically, I can't wait to find out what happens next. Cool. I, I really hope it's want. real, because the character yeah, who's involved in it is stupid. And I yeah. Hate. Yeah. Connor hates strong guy. Why, oh. why is I love Strong Guy. Strong Guy was the heart of Peter David's X Factor team. Stupid. Oh, whatever. All right. Anyway, the, my only complaint about this issue is that we, we there was a bit uh, there was a bit of talk this week on the website about um, Greg Land and his supposed use of, of of photo reference and things like that. And this guy uses a lot of photo reference. But photo referencing is fine. That wasn't what the complaint was about. No, I know. It's it's not my favorite style. It's not bad. Well, there's a difference between photo referencing and, and, and tracing photos. Yeah. I know that. Bad. I know. Yeah. I'm talking about just stylistically. Like all of the backgrounds in this book are clearly taken from photos um, that are just sort of sketched over. Like there's vehicles and, and things like that. Are you are you stating that as fact or are you criticizing it? It really looks like that. It's so not my did favorite. You, did you like Jinx? Yeah, I did, but it worked for that book, and for some reason I don't like it in here. <laughs> that makes no sense. The Jinx is worse than than this book was. Well, when I first looked at Jinx, I didn't like it, but the story won me over, so it didn't bother me. This guy's not going to be. I assume he's not going to be the artist, and also, you know, what also leads to that dissatisfaction is the fact that Sook and and Calero, I thought both had a different tone than I really liked this book. I think Calero uses a lot of photo reference if you look at the cover. Um, but this is really exact. It's one of those like things where it looks like they they lightbox the background and then draw the characters on top of it. It's v- uh, um, I I couldn't even do that, so I'm not one to criticize. I think it looked fine. No, so. it's 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 a taste thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's just not my favorite kind of thing. Um, but it makes you feel definitely makes you feel like it's in the city. Um, it's very the penciling is very rendered. You can actually see all the cross hatching and stuff that he uses for shadows and things like that. Um, I, I didn't I think he was that good. See- yeah, I don't want. I don't this think it was that bad. I definitely, artist. I definitely missed the la- the the what the Calero dude. Yeah. So. Um, I think anyway. it's more to do with the fact that they keep switching. I just pick somebody. I don't care who it is at this point. Yeah. Continuity. Yep. But exactly. but I mean but again like we said in the beginning, Peter David's just got like he's he's so much fun to read. Jamie Madrox. Right right now, this is the best under the radar book Marvel's putting out. I would say so. I would say so. Yep. And it really took a lot for you guys to convince me to buy it. So. You know, if there's any, and we've heard from people on the site who like picked it up because we said we liked it, and then some of them dropped it. And you've kind of got to read it all in the beginning and pay a lot of attention. It's a book that kind of rewards you for for sticking around and for paying attention. Like, I'm going to say it, but it's a little like The Wire in that sense. Like, it's it's not so obvious; it doesn't jump out at you. But over time, um, it's I find I think it's really rewarding. You know, you know, and I, and while I'm generally a proponent of the monthly book, I do have a feeling that this probably reads very well in trade form. Probably, yeah. Rod, yeah. do you think this is the best mutant book? Um, that's a very good question. It very might be. I mean, Bru- I'm still uh, jury still. Well, the thing is, jury's still out on Brubaker. So at this uh, moment, I, I, this this month in time, is this the best Marvel X Men book? Um, Weed and Astonishing still wins. Okay. Yeah, it, this isn't a very yeah. typical X Men. Yeah, exactly. Book. This is offbeat X Men. I mean, this is this is almost like indie X Men to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, you know, it's more talky than action. I mean, the only there was no the only, action in the, this. Well, there was at the end. Yeah, but but, but that's so. Um, if if you're yeah. one of the people who hang out on the site who likes a lot of action, you, 
Yeah, this is not this is not a big fighter. I mean, this is this is subtle talking heads. This is almost like you know, like um, like you know, kind of Josh said, you know, like HBO drama X Men. By the way, speaking of how bad I thought the art was, on the very last page, I still couldn't tell you how the person died. That that dies. Oh, way, to, way to ruin it! Oh, well, we said we were supposed. Oh, a person dies. Yeah, a person dies. Um, he punched him, and he and, he, and doesn't look like his he's. It doesn't look like he's wearing. He's doesn't look like the guy who punches has got a fist going. It's just really badly done. Yeah, no, I can no, see that. No, I, I thought he was, he was crunching a shoulder, and I, was, I thought maybe he was choking him with his tie. Dude, that's why he, it's I bad he, art. You can't tell what is happening. I thought he karate chopped him in the windpipe, which is see, exactly what it looks three like. Three different people saw three different actions from three. Well, what I see is right there. It didn't confuse me at all. All right. Um, we got a lot to get through. Yeah, let's move along because, but that's the point. It's again, it's like pick it up from the beginning, read it that way. It's it's a great book. It, it it's uh, you just can't stop talking, can you? It's my friggin' <laughs> pick, isn't it? I'm not gonna be around for a little while. Oh, don't 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 tell them that. Uh, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> let's talk about let's 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 switch gears a little bit and go to a completely different type of book. 52 this week? We, which we're talking about more, which I can only assume is a good sign. I guess. You guess? Things, things, are, things are actually happening, so yeah. that's probably good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, this is Act 2 now, so Act 2, you would think, would be more... more yeah, happening. it would be more action-oriented. I think we yeah. probably... They paced it in a different way than we're used to in comic yeah. books, which is why for a while we were like, nothing's happening. But if you look at it in the form of a novel, it makes perfect sense. Right. I, I gotta say, I really liked it, this issue. I don't know squat about Lobo, but I actually laughed a couple times. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought I thought the whole Lobo talking to what's her face, Art, what's the Starfire? Is that Starfire, her name? Yeah. And from the vantage point of Animal Man and Adam Strange in the spaceship and just seeing empty speech bubbles was awesome. Yeah. And the one panel where he just rips her top off was awesome. I don't. I didn't quite <laughs> understand that because the twist of the end of this, again, you know, spoilers, I guess, coming up, is that he's he needs their help and he's like turned over a new leaf, kind of like a board again, Lobo. Yeah. So why is he ripping her top off and making? Even born again lobos like boobs. They just don't like killing. Okay. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's smoking. He he's. I, I love that. Him. Like it's yeah. one of those postmodern comic book things now. Where like, well, how can he smoke? And they're like, nah, well, they even said that. that. They're like, who's the guy? Yeah, who's the guy who's smoking out in space or something? Like, didn't they say that? Or? <laughs> yeah, the vacuum of space. Yeah. My biggest problem again. I mean, I don't. I really liked the story. I think the story's getting a lot better. The biggest problem is still the art. It's just yeah, the art is just rushed. That's what I feel. Well, like. And like it ha- Animal it Man's got different levels of facial stubble from one page to the next. And it's yeah, just, it's he's got almost a full beard because they've been out in space for a long time on one page. And the next page he's almost clean, clean shaven. It's just mm-hmm. oh, I wish yeah. they could get somebody better on this on this book. This is the guy. This is the Chris Batista. This is the guy who was on the panel that one time. Yeah, too bad. Poor guy. Didn't say anything. Yeah, because he, <laughs> but, but they, they don't invite him to the conference calls. But it is it is getting it is rushing. I mean, not rushing. The story's rushing up on us now, so I think mm-hmm. stuff, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Um. Although I don't know if I like uh, Lobo with like dreadlocks. Does he have dreadlocks? Yeah. That's not typical Lobo hair, but whatever. I didn't because I, I didn't know of anything about Lobo, and if, if I had never read it, I did by the end of the issue. Right. They they cap they they like told you exactly who he was again. Yep. The Mar- the Mark Wade thing in the end. Perfect, great stuff. Perfect. Yep. I mean, I mean, I've heard Greg Rucka all over the place talking about how cool these two page things are, and they really are. It's yeah. I don't know why they didn't do this from the beginning. Yeah. Ah, so stupid. Mm. Um, and we get the first and Red Tornado saying fifty two, which really makes me wonder how Red Tornado goes from how he is on the last page to Justice League. Well, that's part of the, the fun well, of it. Apparently, yeah. there are plus the fact that something. You I thought they said no characters in. Fifty-two would appear in one year later. No, that wouldn't make no. sense. 
They did say that. Oh. Yeah. They said none of these main characters. None of the main characters. Right. And 52 would appear in the other books. But oh, right, right. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. So but is, you, so is Red Tornado not a main character, then? No, no, no. The main characters are the question. Renee. Starfire. Steel, Animal the, Man. Adam Strange. Booster right, Gold. Yeah. All right, blah, blah, blah. Plus, we know something bad's happening coming down the line for Animal Man, so that's also interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, yeah. beyond the art problems, I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 uh it's picking up and it's 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 still fun. It makes me want to come back because otherwise, like, if it wasn't any good by now, I would have stopped reading it. I think if I wasn't still intrigued. I think at this point. All right. Lobo's very bad, by the way. That's what I learned from this. He's it's a tough very, guy. He's very. He's kind of the annoying '90s DC. Like, Extreme. When everything went in that way in the '90s, like. You know, Marvel beget Cable and DC beget Lobo. Right, but but also, but part of it is Giffen's kind of tongue-in-cheek commentary on that. Too. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, that I was the so. the answer to Lobo has the different 90s haircuts thing. in every one of these, which would make sense. Yeah, to do I like the the, the Elvis cut. That's yeah. awesome. So, although he was very funny in the uh, Giffen Justice League, mm-hmm. that was probably the right. only time I ever liked him. Go ahead. I'm yeah. I'm moving things along. Since you brought up Cable. I think that's a perfect entrance to uh, Ron. You were you were going to mention a little something about the adjective. Oh yeah, just real X-Men. quick. Uh, adjectiveless X Men came out this week, and um, by the way, when people say I want to talk about adjectiveless, I have no idea what that means. It's just X Men. Just say X Men. No, adjectiveless is the vernacular. Yes, um, I don't say six sixteen either. Just first post. Um, <laughs> so um, FTW. Um, <laughs> um, so the thing is, is that I've been mulling over this because I've I've come out saying I like Brubaker's Uncanny better than adjective, than Carrie's Adjectiveless, and I haven't really been felt tight with Carrie. But um, after this issue, I kind of see where he's going. I kind of like it, and we Cable is has been introduced to this new to the this new take on the book, and apparently there's some something going on between Cable and Sabretooth that has my curiosity peaked. But the thing is, is that this was awful because I can't stand Chris Bocciolo's art. And I'm sure there's going to be millions of people who love his art, and they're going to flame me, and that's fine. But he's been on X-Men before. I hated it then. I feel like this is a rehash. I cannot and tell what's going on at all. You can't tell point. what's going on. I mean, it just, it just, it's, he's not right for – his art looks great and everything, but he's not right for an X-Men book. And I don't want to say, like, it shouldn't evolve past jo- the John Byrne, Mark Silvestri style of the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say that. But you unfortunately, you kind of need to know what's going on. And also, there are six freaking inkers. It took six people to ink this book. That, I, I feel like that's a sign that something's, uh, something's wrong. You ready for it? Yeah. I'm dropping it. Dun, dun, dun. I wouldn't talk you out of I'm it. I'm dropping it with this issue. I mean, I, I bought this issue, but this is it for me. Yep. It's, I should, it, it's too hard to read the book. And the beast looked awful and uh, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't have so, to work this hard to understand this comic book. Agreed, agreed. It's, it's so. in no way new reader friendly. Nope. And so, I wanted to give Mike Carey a lot of credit. I, I feel like... Yeah, it, I want to like it. It's just, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's too hard. I'm a really big Mike Carey fan, so I'm not quite done yet. And if But if I didn't have that, there's no way I would keep going with this. Unfortunately, I have leased my life to the X-Men, and I can never drop it. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give in, it... But in the, spirit, in the spirit of segues and, and talking about dropping books... Um, I, 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 just, just knowing Mike Carey... I read his whole Hellblazer wow. run. You just step all over the segue. <laughs> I just know I want to finish it. He can't I, stop I, segments. He just keeps going. He can't, yeah. That's why we all, we've been running late this past this month. It's <laughs> freaking relevant. On Hellblazer, he would do an arc where I had no idea what was going on, and then all of a sudden the next arc would be amazing. And so I'm kind yeah. of hoping that happens with X-Men. That's all you I'm see, saying. But you, see that, you see where I come from, that's called inconsistent. It is, but the good yeah. stuff makes up for the bad. I believe Grant Morrison would fall into that category as well. 
I'm still I'm I I I will go out on record saying and thank you for giving me another segue. I'll go on record saying that Grant Morrison's only thing only thing that I've liked has been his Justice League, and that's so far that's it, honestly. Because this week All Star Superman came out and I dropped it. Too bad because this is my pick of the week. This was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. It was awesome. It was good. You, you didn't set that up so ahead of time, did you? No, no, we didn't. That was I had awesome. no idea. <laughs> this t- entire issue takes place inside a prison that Lex Luthor's in because he's been convicted of all these crimes against humanity, so he's sent to die. And so Clark Kent comes to interview him in prison. The entire thing is, is um, the two of them in prison talking. And while this happens, all this mayhem breaks out. And Lex spends the entire issue almost narrating how great he is. Meanwhile, in the background, um, Clark Kent is secretly saving his ass from all these people in prison with his Superman huh. powers. It's, it's awesome. Great. It was a great issue. So you didn't buy it, Ron? Well, I bought it as the first step of my combination of the All-Star line. Oh. No, you mean he means this issue. Yeah, I didn't buy the issue. Yeah, no, I didn't buy this oh, okay. issue in because my first... You said in... I dropped it with this issue, like you got it this week. And oh, no, 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 I dropped it at the store. I had it in my hands. I said, you know, I'm done with All-Star. Nice. F this. I did that after issue one. Yeah. This was great. All right. Was that... Was, did he take your segue, or is that where you were going? That was my segue. It was about Morrison and dropping books. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, there you go. You're not supposed to explain the segue. So. I, you know what? And now we have no segue. So, what's next? Well, let me just mention briefly another Superman book, which is Action Comics. Oh, there's a segue. Action right. Comics. Um, <laughs> On the Superman note. Action Comics segway, you know, segway, segway, has segway. always been a Superman book, but there was a brief period of time where, um, I think it was in the 80s, where they would, they would it wouldn't just feature Superman. It would also feature a lot of different guest stars. So, it would all be like an action-y book. Hence the title. Does, does this one guest star Richard Donner? And this one has Richard Donner in it, and has um, Joel Silver. And um, really, no. Um, no. So this is sort of in that spirit. There's this is just a ton of guest stars. There's um, Superman is has basically all the heroes and villains get stolen by this collector, this alien collector who's going to auction off these superheroes as toys because they're they're huge. The collector's a big guy, like Galactus size, and um, it's a meta comment. And. Uh, so, but when they take them, they, they they nullify all the power. So basically, all these superheroes have to work together just as as regular humans. But it's like Robin, Nightwing, Superman, um, Aquaman of Maine, and some other lesser known. <laughs> other lesser it's like known, Tom's uh, of Maine, the toothpaste, but it's a superhero. Characters in Firestorm, and it's it's just a lot of fun. And um, this is sort of this is really getting back to the old spirit. I think Superman books are in an upswing right now. Cool. That was just my brief Superman thing. So speaking, um, speaking of an upswing. <laughs> Josh, uh, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, oh, you know, right. the, you, the you fa- changed my, you, you modified my segue, so we'll do this one first. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, because it was only two weeks ago, we came out after reading the boys one, the boys number one, and uh, most of us were not, the, the, we were not really big fans. But issue two just came out this week because I have a feeling this was a double sized issue, and they decided to do it this way. Yeah, because they didn't of, want the extra price, yeah, right? Maybe. Um, and and. With this, the first issue is a little makes a little more sense and has a little more point. I'm still not sold. I'm bored. Are you? And yeah. know what bothers me is that I'm trying to figure out who the the wee guy name whatever his name is the 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 guy whose girlfriend got killed. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out who he looks like. Simon he looks Pegg. like Tim from uh, Shaun of the Dead Simon or Pegg. Tim from Space. Oh. Simon Pegg. Carl Pilkington. No, he doesn't look like. Nah. Yes, he it's does. Simon if you shave the goatee, it's Carl. Well, it's Simon. It's Simon Pegg. Pegg looks exactly like him. Okay. Even yeah. down to the goatee. But this is boring me to tears, and I'm not probably going to pick up issue three. Well, you know what You know what bugs me is that I've heard everywhere uh, on their podcasts, things like people are talking about how great this is. And it's the new preacher, which made me laugh. It's it's yeah. not even close to the new preacher. Why would anyone freaking say that except for us? This is, Seriously. This is it's not even in the realm. 
It's not even like nothing against Eric Robinson or Garth Ennis. It's not. This is to preacher what Alan Moore's like Rob Liefeld work is to Watchmen. Like it's not. They're not in the same realm. Okay. No? Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, and I think the whole it's going to out preacher preacher. I mean, even Garth Ennis has said it that that's a, oh, that's just something to get people interested or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, but at the same time, people are running with it all over the place. Yeah, exactly. It's just so. It just it's, it's insulting just a, to preacher, really. Yeah, totally. It, it just doesn't have the same heart that preacher did. For I mean, for whatever reason, there's that there's that thing that just makes me, and it's not very far into it. I'm, I'm what I'm what I was trying to say is that I I liked this a lot more this time, and I think having. I think last time I was almost insulted that it was like so anti superhero, but now that I think about it, it's it's you know I can see that if that's the take on the book, that makes sense. That's a story. Right, that but I'm so I mean powers, civil over war. It, I'm just so it. sick of it. It's yeah, but boring. none of those actually place the superheroes as the bad guy. It's more in a world where civil war. Authority did. The authority, yeah. No, but see, at the at the end of the day, in the authority, like they were still doing good. But they were still, it was, it was still on the point of the but view. It was still the, the anti superheroes and the super the traditional superheroes were the bad guys. Yeah. It was yeah. a whole story arc started, where the, yeah. the Avengers analogues were like awful. Yeah, yep. that's true. I guess so. And, and you know, like I heard I was I guess I think it was on Fanboy Radio that Garth Ennis and Derek Robinson were on. They were talking about this like it was a second coming. And I really liked Garth Ennis to listen to him speak, you know, and I found it interesting and it made me want to give it a better chance, but still it's not preacher. It's not You just like the accent. I do. Yeah. All it's right. Dublin. Okay, wrap it up. I thought this was better. Last thing I wanted to say uh, about books this week was I picked up The Trials of Shazam because it was a light week, and uh, I think um, I just was curious about trying something new. It was by Judd Winnick with uh, art by Howard Porter, and it was okay. I don't really know where it's going yet. I don't know anything about Howard Porter. I mean about Shazam, Captain Marvel. However, um, I I've heard the art was uh, art was like worth art, checking out. Howard Porter yeah. is is like come a long way. Um, I completely forgot about this from his story. JLA stuff. And it's like this whole painterly thing. He did all the art himself. Inks, colors, everything. Oh, that book will come out on time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty fast. JLA never got yeah. behind. And he was doing I loved his character. art on JLA. I'm like, and I loved, his art. I loved his run on Flash. I, mean, I really like his it's, art. You so. would be hard-pressed to know if this was the same guy, actually. Oh, maybe I won't like it then. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of... You know, the, you know those Marvel books? Like, uh, I think it's Richard Eisenhoff. Oh, I hate sort it. Sort of in that coloring style. Oh God! I think Ooh. I should just that's the that he... that's the digital coloring crap. Oh, the yeah, origin and it looks, oh. but you know what? This looks a little more yeah. like um, it looks like watercolor a little more. Uh, All right, cool. I, I liked it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and buy it again. It's a different kind of book than I've been reading. Um, I want to men- I want to mention one last book, which was um, CSI Dying in the Gutters, which um, maybe not a, pe- a lot of people might not know about it. But are you just it, doing this so that Rich Johnston will plug us? No, no, no. This was <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Basically, the story is. Uh, the CSI television show has a has a series of comic books that uh, do, people. Do you read it regularly? Uh, I bought the first two arcs and got bored with it, but I, bu- I came back for this one because this one takes place in a Las Vegas comic convention, and the whole murder mystery is um, Rich Johnston from Comic Resources is murdered, <laughs> and um, the suspects are all major comic book figures. And it's a lot of fun because they're really playing with Stephen Grant wrote it, and really playing with the the images of these people, like, every time you see Joe Quesada, he's walking around, he's got two girls in his arms, he's got a c- cigar, he's got an entourage of, like, Robert Kirkman and Ed Brubaker and Peter David, and he's being an, <laughs> asshole, being an asshole to everybody, he's always offering people TVs, like, he pisses somebody off and he goes, oh, well, you want a TV? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, like... Does all, it all look like them? Some of the likenesses are better than others, but they're pretty close. And then there's a really funny moment where Greg Rucka and Ed Brubaker run into each other on the floor of the con, and they, 
apparently, according to the story, haven't seen each other since Gotham Central broke up, so it's like an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. And Ed Brubaker's like, I, I would have thought Gotham Central would have gone on longer without me, and Greg's like, Ugh. you know, it's just, it's, it's very <laughs> it's funny, great. and they've all got, basically what happens is... It's very inside baseball, though, right? Oh, very, but, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why I bought it. It's funny, Stephen but, Grant's a smart, smart dude. Um, yeah. Basically, what happens is Casada's walking around being an asshole to everybody. And the, 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 to the indie guys, to the guys that used to work at Marvel, to basically anybody who's not in his little crew. And um, so they're going to this panel discussion, and he's at the microphone, and um, he's going he's gonna to talk, but first he, he's going to make fun of Rich Johnson. So he bring, brings him up on stage, and Rich Johnson touches the microphone and gets electrified and dies. So basically somebody had set up to kill Joe Quesada, ah. and by accident killed Rich Johnson... <laughs> now, who killed him? Because the whole issue was Casada being an ass. So now you've got all these suspects, like Robert Kirkman and Chuck Dixon, and and every everybody you could think of is in here. And Where are you going, funny. Joe? So it's, it's a six-issue miniseries. It's going to feature all oh, of them. Oh, it's six issues? Jesus Christ. And somebody is going to be the killer at the end. Well, that's awesome. I'll, I'll read that. Connor's copy in six months. I was just going to say, I'll read that at your house. <laughs> it's really, It was just a lot of fun, especially if you know who all these people are, which that's anybody really, listening here really wouldn't funny. know. I don't know if six issues is too long. For yeah, that. that's a, yeah, that's like a, could well. Be a there's, there are there are there are B stories. You know, there's, there's other <laughs> and, crimes. And you actually on. have to deal with like the CSI people, right? Yeah, the, uh, they, they investigate yeah, the crime. Well, yeah. CSI is my favorite show. So, oh, okay. Well, really, yeah. I got about two minutes into one episode, and I was like, oh god, yeah. make it stop. Anyway, um, real quickly, Cable and Deadpool came out this week. We talked about it on the site. Go to ifanboy.com to look at it. And yeah, other it books, War. things like that. Want to talk about nothing them, go else? Pick the week thread. And there you can yeah, talk about. Yeah, it. go to yeah go to iFanboy. Check out the pick of the week. Um, so now we're gonna move to listener mail. But first, we want to um, call out a uh, a listener mail that didn't come to us that actually went to Wizard this week. Um, what? Yeah, some uh, some you might have read on iFanboy.com or whatever. But we were very excited to um, to receive a uh, voicemail from Craig from Oklahoma on Wednesday asking us if we knew that we were in um, mentioned in Wizard this this month uh, and. I didn't know this. Did you guys know it? Or no idea. Well, I haven't bought yeah. Wizard in three years, so I wouldn't. Luckily, I well, luckily I heard the voicemail before I went to the comic book store. So I, w- I walked in the comic book store and immediately just opened up a copy of Wizard and I told them I'd pay for it. And sure enough, uh, there was a letter in the Magic Word section. So, so Wizard didn't mention us. No, 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 no. It was Steve McCoy uh, from Ottawa uh, wrote in um, to Wizard saying, "Hey, how come you guys don't talk about podcasting and use us as the example of um, a good podcast?" They spelled Connor's name right. Which is Which a is miracle. Amazing. It's a miracle. C O N O R. There and it then, is. Uh, and then, of course, and so he says, you know, why don't you guys check this out? And of which, of course, there's this typical snarky wizard response that doesn't say anything. And they pull in a pro to find out what the pro thinks of. And they get Alan Heinberg, who then goes and plugs some other podcasts. <laughs> and my main question is, yo, Alan Heinberg, what's up? You don't, oh, dig, you don't dig the iFanboy? <laughs> wow, you called him out. I'm calling Alan Heinberg. If you're listening to this, I'm calling you out. He's, he's not listening. I don't know what he's not listening. <laughs> Hopefully, if someone who knows Alan Heinberg, I'm calling him out. Have you even listened to us? Yo, what's up, yo? Just because we don't do interviews. <laughs> yeah, you know, just because we don't want to talk to you about the OC, even though I would like to talk to you about the OC. You can <laughs> email me at Ron, and I, okay Ron at iFanboy.com. Um, you know, like, what's I mean, uh, sure enough, it's nice to see other podcasts getting the plug, and, and all in all, it was right. But, you know, but Alan Heinberg, man, you know, you can give us some love. Seriously, though, um, I, I know. really, really want to thank Steve McCoy, because that Absolutely. was, like, above and beyond super cool to do. Um, and I, he, I think he works at, at the comic book shop, spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, as in shoppy, as in ye old shoppy, comic book shop in Ottawa, in Canada. And uh, thank you. 
Yes, yeah, so thank you very much, Steve, um, for writing in about us. And 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 everybody else, please take a note from Steve's um, Steve's what's the word? Use Steve as a role model. Um, his gumption. Initiative. His gumption, his initiative in spreading the iFanboy word. We really appreciate it. And it's you, our listeners, who will help us, you know, kind of grow and become a better podcast and get more listeners. So definitely, you know, write into Wizard and Comic Shop News and leave reviews and votes on um, Podcast Alley and iTunes. and Message talk- board uh, signatures, maybe? You know, exactly. Yeah, go to other message boards and be like, well, on iFanboy, they said, you know, because you guys are loyal. We love you. So. And we can, we can make this show better and do lots more things and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but and, we totally need everybody's help because word of mouth is pretty much the only way we're going to get a lot of. And really, we're lazy. <laughs> and no. specifically, a, a lot of the, a lot of the regulars on iFanboy.com said a, real, a lot of really nice things about us, and so thank you guys. We really appreciate. It. We wouldn't be here with it if, uh, if it wasn't for you all. So. Oh, totally. Yep. So thank you, Steve. Thank you, Craig. That was very and, cool. Yeah. So um, that's it. A little bit of business. Comical.com is the best solution for discounted comics and trades. All the new Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and Image books are 40% off. Stop by their site each month, pre-order the books, and you can get a subscription service and have them automatically sent to your house every month. In addition to current comics, they've got excellent back issues, hardcovers, trade paperbacks, everything you need, 30-50% off. And they can arrive in your mailbox in a nice package full of very protective materials. They pack the hell out of that thing. Check them out, Comical.com. Let them know you heard about them, iFanboy.com. Yeah, tell them we sent you. Definitely. So um, it's back to school week this week and next week, and and apparently that's rubbed off on the iFanboy listeners because we received essays from you people, like long-ass emails. Paragraphs upon we paragraphs can, upon paragraphs. We can paragraphs. read a couple of sentences, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I can't spend 20 minutes. I mean, there was the one guy who was like, he, he, he you know, was sick and comics helped him feel better. We're going to read that one. But the rant. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah, not done. Uh, um, so like people like Grand Auditor and some other folks, you know, thank you for sending those emails. We really do appreciate it. Um, we'll probably, we will write you back, but we probably won't be able to read the long, long ones on, on the, on the podcast. So. He, he agrees with Ron that he doesn't like comic book covers that so don't tell the story. Yeah. So our first email comes from Carlos. Um, Carlos, uh, thanking us for checking out, for suggesting Strangers in Paradise. He really enjoyed it. He had a couple quick questions. Was the original issues in color or black and white like the trade? Um, and the answer to that is the first two volumes were in black and white. Then the beginning of volume three was in color for, I believe it was 14 issues. And really? then they went back, they went back to black and white and that stayed in black and white ever since. Oh, I so. didn't know Did he ever mention anything about that? Yeah. What it was was that for a short time period, Strangers in Paradise was published under the, um, Homage comics line under Wildstorm. Oh, really? Originally. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it was, it was when Homage launched and it was Strangers in Paradise, Astro City and a couple other books. I think, uh, Leave it the Chance. And um, what happened was is that uh, Terry didn't. Terry was handing the black and whites they over. They were coloring to, it. To, well, no, no, no. They they put it. He agreed to do it. In <laughs> they color. didn't tell him. No, they, he agreed, but um, he handed it over to a colorist that he didn't work with and didn't feel very comfortable with, and he wasn't he wasn't satisfied with the product, and so he just said, "I'm going back to black and white." And then eventually he left homage and went back to abstract. And actually, in the panel at San Diego, he he revealed that he now does have a colorist that he likes that does all the covers. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we see a full color version of *Strangers in Paradise*, similar to how they just released another set of *Lord of the Rings* DVDs. Um, <laughs> they've been anyway. really, you know what else they've been releasing constantly? I see *Battle Pope* is coming out now, like it's a new book. People are like, yeah. "Who's the new *Battle Pope*?" They're all the old *Battle Popes*. They're just colorizing them and sending them yeah, out. Well, well they're just capitalizing care. on Kirkman's popularity. I don't care. It's a great, great book, and people should read it. But it's not new. People should buy it so Robert Kirkman can still make a lot of money, so he can pay us. For pimping his book, you know, I think that guy owes us more money now. Uh, he does. 
Um, you hear Carlos that, Kirkman? At- We're calling you out too. Yeah, Kirkman, you you hide behind Alan Heinberg. You're next. <laughs> Um, well, I don't think you want another piece of Kirkman, to be honest with you. <laughs> Kirkman already chewed me up. So. Um, Carlos ask, also asks, what other independent trades that we, we recommend reading? And thanks for the recommendation. Um, if you like Strangers in Paradise, Josh, you should read. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Were you Box, Office Poison. Box Office Poison. Box Office yeah. Poison, yeah. Box yeah. Office Poison. We, I feel like we've said that a billion times. Or the, uh, tri- how about the, the, um, the whatchamacallit, the, uh, the Waiting Place by Sean McKeever. Oh, it's a great one. Here's another one. Stylish Vittles. I never see it in comic shops. I just got the third trade after I picked it up from the guy who wrote them a few years ago in San Diego. It's a very small story, relationship book kind of thing, but it's really well done. Great artist. Google it because I don't know who the publisher is. I forget the name. I won't read that book. You can get it on Amazon or check and see if Comical has it. You won't read it? No. Why? Because the name's stupid? I hate the word Vittles. Yeah. It annoys me, therefore I will not read the book. Anyway, and Carlos Ashel says says he wrote it. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. He wrote it. He wrote in a couple of weeks ago, and where he, <laughs> he said, "For the record, my girlfriend is not a chubby goth, and she wasn't literally pissing on my comics. That would truly be disturbing. I guess pissing on the comics would be bad too." Ha! We would act it out. So, and they're getting married this November. So, we, congratulations, we told, Carlos. We, we told him to dump her. Yes, because she so didn't we, like uh, comics. So, congratulations, Carlos, and the non-chubby goth girl who doesn't piss on comics. Um, <laughs> Don't ever listen to our advice. Okay, our next email comes from Alex Farhado, which I probably butchered the last name. Um, I think that's right. Okay. Um, Alex did write an essay, it's and I can't re- read it all. Alexis, I'm sorry. Alexis. Um, Alexis. Uh, he did write us a long essay, um, but basically the gist of it is that he's a pro. He writes a book called Kid Beowulf, and you can check that out at kidbeowulf.com. Um, and he's one of the many pros who listen to podcasts while they draw. Um, so thank you very much. He's an indie, uh, it's an indie book that he puts out. And um, basically his question for us is that we should pick an indie title for the pick of the week. And he doesn't mean something published by Image or Dark Horse. Dark Horse. And he actually says Strangers in Paradise doesn't count anymore because Terry Moore is making a living off of it. What does that have he, to do with anything? He, hang wait on. a minute. We'll get he to think, it. Hang on. Hold, wait for it. He thinks that it's something that's been produced and published by someone on the fringes of the industry. He's talking about a title that's taking on the monolithic monopoly that is Diamond, a comic by some unknown slugging it out in the trenches of Artist Alley, which we didn't even walk down a Comic-Con. Don't deny it. He saw the video. Huh, I wonder where I got all those books I bought. I know. Well, Alex, the video only encapsulated 30 minutes of five days. <laughs> and I got to tell you, maybe some of the people in Artist Alley, maybe not as camera friendly as some of the others. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know. I, for one, do uh, Do you guys remember my frustration on Sunday after I walked around the floor about for the third or fourth time trying to find the new Strangers in Paradise, the new Stylish Vittles, the new Waiting Place, and I couldn't find it? Yes. Yeah. You couldn't um, find anything you liked. There was a lot Everything of zombie was, books. There was a lot, a lot of, of zombie Christian books. books. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Christian books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, like the thing about indie books is that they're hard to find on a weekly basis because um, they're hard to get in the stores, and that's part of the plight of the indies, and we but, feel bad for you them. You know, basically the point of the show is is we pick the best issue of something, regular issue of the week that comes out that week. And I, I think it's pretty much the case that most of us – don't buy the regular issues of indie books. We buy the trades. I I like to. I would if I could. And when I worked in Manhattan, I did because you know there's a bigger selection at Midtown or Hanley's. Right. Um. But unfortunately, my store is smaller, and they don't. They can't take. You know. I don't. I don't pre-order. So I just don't usually hear about stuff until after it's come out. Until it's already popular. Yeah. That's. I'm so behind. I just heard about this new thing, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I totally told but, that joke that joke earlier this week. You did. It was funny then. It was yesterday, actually. Um, but the thing is that there's another podcast by our good friend Charlito and Mr. Phil uh, called Indie Spinner Rack, which that, everybody should check out. Which they 
they they fu- they fucking absorb the indie books and um it's a great fun show and their whole purpose is for indie books and we listen to it and that's actually I've taken some notes of some books I want to go find based off their recommendations I would take issue with the fact that you have to be struggling and poor to be indie I do too yeah I do too independent means you're indie. doing it on your own yeah exactly you know, just because indie. they're being successful at it doesn't mean we shouldn't I and, mean basically when we say pick of the week we want to I mean, it's also listen, whatever's best. We're not going to be political about it. We're, we're all about helping out, helping out whoever we can. Like when I tell you box office poison, it's because I know Alex Robinson isn't loaded, and I want people to read his stuff. When I recommend books to you here, it's not with a political purpose. It's with the purpose of I want people out there to read good stuff that they may not know about. That's that's. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do this. If you, if so. I guarantee you, if if one of us reads like an indie book that we love, we will talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And if it, and and the thing is, is that I'm gonna check out Kid Beowulf. And if you are publishing an indie book that isn't pu- distributed by Diamond, and you're struggling, and you're trying to get something out there, email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Send us a copy. We'll give you our address. We'll read it. And if that week it's the best thing we read, we'll we'll review it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, at, uh, at Alexis uh, really made a plea saying that we have such a voice and we really need to help the indie indie books. We want to. It's just that the format of our show is around what comes out every week. So, mm-hmm. um, and also we we. We've said it before. Um, we just are not finding things we like. Maybe they're out yeah, there. Exactly. We just don't know about them. But we look. I'm tired of zombies. So. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Alexis, for writing in, and please keep listening to us, even though we um, don't agree with you. We we, we support the corporate whore. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna read Kid Beowulf. So um, our next email comes from Adam from Yarmouth, North Yarmouth. <laughs> and where is that? What state is that? North Yarmouth is in Maine. It's about. Uh... Just about 10 miles north of where I grew up in Brunswick. Why don't you read his email for us, All right, Arthur? <laughs> he told us that we had a really good use of the word wicked in the last podcast, and I listened to it, and it was I think it was Augie who said that. So, there you go. He did. Lastly, I had a question. I have mostly been a Marvel fanboy, but I wanted to start picking he up a couple He wrote Marvel, of... Marvel. Oh, he did he... write Marvel. People, <laughs> people in Maine love to do that. If you go into Maine, you'll see bumper stickers all over the place that are spelled out in phonetic Maine speech. He wrote Marvel, M-A-R-V-A-L. Marvel. Marvel fanboy, I wanted to start picking up a couple of DC books. I just wondering what you guys thought a good floppies I could jump into. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> you guys got a good floppy I could jump into? Ones that have good writing but hasn't been in print so long that it would be impossible to catch up with the story. You lost well, at the end there. It fell apart. Eh, I, I need to get to the point. That's, People are going to get sick of that joke real fast if they haven't. That's a tough question. Uh, oh, is it me? <laughs> It's anybody. I don't know. I, I can't know. Think I have an answer. A DC book that you can jump onto. Mm. Mm. Detective Comics. No, nah, it hasn't been in print so long that it'd be impossible to catch up on the story. Detective There's Comics. no story to catch up on. Denny, Denny's oh, yeah, Detective, Detective Comics. Comics right yeah, now. Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All you gotta know who Batman is, and you're fine. Um, if you don't know Batman is, then you shouldn't be listening to this. No, you could go back a few months and pick up some of the some of the one year later has had okay places to jump on. Yeah, I would say I would say jump onto um to Green Lantern or to Green Arrow or to um You're recommending Green Lantern? Yeah. He wants a DC floppy, he wants to feel the DC kind of thing. No, that no. no. It's not a good it's book. Been better. Uh, a, don't listen to him. Robin. <laughs> Robin. Robin's go back, I'd say three or four issues and you find the back issues. Those are great. No, Teen Titans requires you to know too much about the characters. Alright, whatever. Uh, it's okay. very good, but too much too much backstory involved. I wish um, I could say I wish I could say JLA, but I certainly can't. <laughs> Bat- Detective Comics, Batman, even um, Robin. I know these are all similar, but it seems to be the Bat books are really going to a place where you can jump on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and any of the any of the Brave New World books that just came out—the Adam, Martian Manhunter, 
Like all the, they just relaunched a Shazam. whole bunch of new titles. Shazam. I don't know yeah. if it's any good yeah. yet, but the first one just came out. So go go to the comic store and ask the guy who works there for Brave New World comics by DC, and they'll show you them. It's so. like a buck, and you get like yeah. eighty pages. Yeah, go for it. All right, our next comes from Will in in the, the deep south. south. In the deep south, my notes say the deal south. That's my fault. Um, first off, he wants to say he hates the podcast. No, he's kidding. Jerk. He loves it. He's trying to be original, but it didn't work. Oh, not jerk. Anyway, he's been he's been trying to get Connor his friends was out of his chair. He's been trying to get um into his friends in the comics and hasn't been too successful. They don't really like the concept of art and following it, but they um but they are addicted to ABC's Lost. Um and he knows that a few of the writers on Lost are involved in comics, if you can say that. Um <laughs> and so he's got suggestions as to trade paperbacks by the the Lost writers. Um Jeff Loeb, Paul Dini. Damon yeah, Logan I mean, that's off. the thing. Yeah, Detective Comics is written by Paul Dini, who used to be a story editor and a writer on the first two seasons of The Lost. Um, Jeff Loeb, who writes Superman, Batman, as well as uh, he's starting a, a run at he's Marvel Wolverine. Now. Yeah, Wolverine. He's also going to be the new Ultimates writer. He does, he yeah. does Heroes, though, doesn't he? Yeah, and he does Heroes. Now he moved from – well, he, went, he was on Smallville as a supervising producer. Then he moved to Lost last season, and now he's working for Heroes on NBC. Hey, by the way, short aside, my brother called me up, and the guy that the, – the kid that my brother was living with in L.A., he just got cast as young Lex Luthor on the episode with Ollie Queen. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Awesome. That's all. So, um, yeah, so, Will, so check out anything by Jeff Loeb or Paul Dini. And um, there's another guy who is associated with Lost, I don't know, something Lindelof or something. And he, he wrote two issues. He likes of the to comic start things. He likes to start things. He doesn't like to finish them. He wrote David two Lindelof, awesome issues. David Lindelof, you're next after Alan Heinberg. <laughs> and Robert Kirkman. He's no, no, he's he's in front of Robert. Now it's Alan Heinberg, <laughs> David Lindelof, and then Kirkman. Kirkman's a constant. So so Alan Heinberg and David Lindelof, you two talk, and you guys can team up. Have, and you, we can, have you been watching uh, Colbert? I, ha- I And I'm sick of Colbert. That's the funny thing. You know what? <laughs> if you get the three of them together, the three of us could rumble. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know yeah. what? I am... Um, I'll, I'll take them I all down. I don't know if I have a good answer for what they should read, even if they if they like lost. Though. If they don't, don't like necessarily... art, then they're not going to like it, no matter who's right. No, they like art. They they don't. Well, he's trying. Them. He's trying to loop. Oh. He's trying to loop them in by saying, "Hey, these people are on Lost. Read this." So right, I would. Right, right, I mean, right. so I would say get. Um, Jeff Loeb did a bunch of work with Tim Sale, like. Um, oh, the long Halloween. The long Halloween. Long Halloween. The, yes. The Spider Man one with. Um, Spider Man uh, Blue. Yeah, Spider-Man Blue and Daredevil Yellow, Yellow and Hulk the, Gray. The, the yeah. Batman ones are the best. Long Halloween the, and Dark Victory. Look, look for things by Jeff Loeb. I think that I think they'll. Oh, like Superman that. Um, for all seasons. Oh, that's yes. the one. That's, that's yeah, a great we'll one. one. Get that yeah. one. So, Those are the, it's a go. great. It's a beautiful trade with nice, beautiful art. It's actually it's very, um, very sort of Sim Sales art is very sophisticated. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think not... of something in sort of more the genre of Lost, and it, when it comes to that, I would say uh, pick up like the first couple of books of Why the Last Man for people. Maybe yeah, that might work. Oh, yeah, okay. It's similar. Yeah, that might work. I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say Brian K. Vaughan stuff, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Same wavelength. Or, or X X Machina. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Will. Hope that hope it works. Hope your friends come on board. Um, our last email comes from Sergio Hernandez or Dan Prest, depending <laughs> on what you believe. We are confused. Um, he's recently new to comics and he reads mostly DC stuff, but he wants to get into some Marvel stuff. He's read Ultimate and he's wondering what trade he should start with. He wants something. Um, to get him to want to buy more, basically. Um, <laughs> I wish I could get stuff that want me to want to buy less. <laughs> but I'm bum. Um, pick up, X-Men. pick up, yeah, pick up, um, pick up the Dark Phoenix saga. For no, I was saying that'll make you want to buy less. It does. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, Daredevil by Bendis. They're starting to come out in trades and hardcovers and stuff like the, that. The hardcover for the first Daredevil. The, the Kevin Smith Daredevil. Yeah, the hardcover. Yeah. Well, the first fifteen issues, which is. 
Kevin Smith. They just and, released that, yeah. Casada. Uh, is it Casada? And then the guy who wrote um, Back to the Future. Oh yeah, the second yeah, yeah. arc. David Gale? No. No, no Bob, Bob Gale. Bob, Bob Gale. Gale. And then David Mack. I don't know how many of those are in there. Those are awesome comics, and you don't yeah. almost need to know anything. That's when Joe also, Casada still drew, and I loved those issues. Yeah, those are really good. Also, um, you know the the typical astonishing X Men, those first two trades and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. New Avengers, um, the, the yeah, new first Avengers couple thing. of trades of those. Um, so his second question is: He has a few questions we, he'd like us to answer. Um, are the Young Avengers something like the Teen Titans? No. Um, well, no, not yeah. at all. I well, keep no, meaning I mean, to pick the Teen Titans. Is wait a, co- a minute! Wait a minute! Right, Young right. Avengers is written by Alan Heinberg. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Don't yeah, buy no, that. No, yeah, no, don't buy that at all. Yeah. Wait, did you uh, read it? I read it. Is it it good? was it was really it started off really really good and then it dipped a little but then it ended really strong. Okay. So it's over. It's like, they do it in like yeah, seasons. They're, like they're doing seasons. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I've got to pick those trades up. The team. And then he also, what? I'm Connor? just going to explain the difference between the two teams. Go for it. The Teen Titans is a collection of um, supposedly a collection of sidekicks. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Young Avengers are a collection of people, young characters ripping off older. They have no connection to the older characters. They're just wearing the costumes. Whereas the Teen Titans actually, there's a, there's a family aspect too. You know, we've got. It started off with the whole idea of the team was you had these psychics sitting around while the adult heroes went off and did, the, you know, adventures. And so they said, yeah. well, we're all hanging out. Let's just do stuff. And that's how that's how they came about. Yeah. Um. There's it's less of that now, but you still the core of it is still Robin, Wonder Girl, you know, the, the sidekick element, kid, kid devil, and um, Ravager. They're also those are sidekicks also. So yeah, that's the main difference. There's, there's, they're connected to the other characters, whereas Young Avengers are not connected at all to the other characters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Young Avengers are, are younger iterations of. They're inspired by the Avengers, so. Right, but they're not. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, but they're not. Connected to them. And then yeah. the Runaways are completely yeah. different. Yeah, but well, but they're, actually, they're the, actually, the, the Young Avengers, the Young Avengers, all have deep hidden connections to the Avengers, though, as that, that you found out through That's the series. Gimmicky. Well, no, it was cool. Actually, it was really. I mean, it actually was done well. It was done well, despite Alan Heinberg. Damn you, Heinberg! Um, <laughs> Are you going to stop watching Grey's Anatomy too? Because that's where. He and works he now. wants to. He wants to know what about the Runaways? They're kids. He's heard a lot about. He's heard a lot about the book, but still don't know what it's about. Okay, Gosh. basically, the quick pitch is that a bunch of kids find out that all their parents are super villains, and they decide to rebel. They decide to run away. A lot of stuff happens, and they run away. Obviously, yeah. Um, it's it's a really good self contained story, and, and if you go, I think Connor, you buy them in the backpack book format. Yeah, they're the little digest trades. Manga size. Yeah. They're really yeah. manga. And then there's there's hardcover books as well. The fir- the first run, the first series, the first season was awesome. The second one has gone up and down, but it's genuinely pretty good. I think so. the first season of it is twelve issues. And I think then two two of those that, little trade books. Yeah, and yeah. then after that, I think they're on 18 or 19 now with the second yeah. season. Pretty good. I mean, they they read real fast. They're they're probably really good in trade form. Yep. I really quite enjoy them. All right, so that wraps it up for the listener mail. So if you have uh, anything you want to ask us or want our opinion on, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Um, it is back to school, so you know feel free to write the essays and research papers and send them to us, and we'll proofread them for you. No, we won't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, I, I so do sometimes. I'm busy. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Um, you can also, if you're interested in, in hearing your voice on the podcast, you can leave a voicemail. And we got a bunch as well this week. So our first voicemail comes from Mike from South Carolina. Well, hi there, fanboys. I'm hanging out at the world's greatest comic book store in Asheville, North Carolina. That's Hero Hunters Comics. Ding. This is Mike from Greenwood, South Carolina. Give me a call. Just listen to the podcast. It was a great one this week. Loved it. 
Well played, by the way, with the Joanna Hex reference. Well played, fanboys. Joanna? <laughs> we are huge in the Carolinas. Why? We are. I know, it's like I know, it's amazing. Huh? Not um, complaining. It's just perplexing. Su- subtle plug for a store there. Always plug your stores, I say. That's yeah, we like the stores. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I Heroes Comics and shows. Cards in Norwalk, Connecticut. You can see them on our uh, MySpace page at myspace.com slash iFanboy. <laughs> Any, any any good store should be able to tell you all these recommendations that we say all the time. You should go in there and say, I like this, and they should say... If they're worth this. their salt, they should be able yep. to help you out. That's how they should be able to stay in business. I feel like that's an answer to one of our upcoming voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our next voicemail is supposed to be Drew from the Sci-Fi Scoundrels podcast, but Drew, um, there was a lot of noise on the line, and we couldn't hear it. Um, so if you want to call us back... We could barely hear it. We could, yeah, I we could barely catch hear one it. thing. So if you're listening to this, call us back and ask us your question again. And he told me to stop doing voices, and I will, just because you asked nicely. Oh, That's just the do, only one thing I can hear. do one more. Do one. At that point, I thought you were going to do that. Your, your horrendous Italian accent. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> will. Oh, we're going to go to America and read the comic books. <laughs> oh God, you really should stop. Your ancestors uh, are going to come up and kill they you. They are. My grandfathers are going to come rise from the dead and beat me. Who's um, up next, Jimsky? Jimsky. I love Jimsky. Hey guys, this is Jimski calling from the Midwest. How you guys doing? Uh, listen, I was reading the posts on your message board today and I came across a couple from a guy, a poster, who seemed to have some very strong opinions. They were very, very different than mine. And uh, he seemed to hate every book I loved. He seemed to buy every book I ignored. He seems to be obsessed with DC. I'm more of a Marvel guy. And as I was reading his posts... It occurred to me, you know, as he was dissing somebody, probably Bendis or something, I, I was reading his post and I thought, oh my God, this guy is my bizarro. Or maybe I'm his bizarro. And it got me to thinking, do you, as far as you know in this world, do you have a bizarro? And if so, who is it? Is it someone you know? Is it someone famous? Who is your bizarro? This is the question I put before you. Thanks a lot for everything, guys. Talk to you later. He's vaguely from the Midwest. He didn't didn't want to didn't want to pin it down. Did, Probably because he's calling down. other dudes out. Exactly. <laughs> and if you if for the, our listeners who don't come to ifanboy.com, if you come to ifanboy.com, you can see Jimsky's post and and you could probably figure out who he's talking about. Who, it all makes sense. It'll all make sense. Um, and who, when he listens to this, he's probably gonna write in all caps, which is fine. Oh come on, Ron. Do you have a do you have a doppelganger? Yeah, it's probably Josh. <laughs> Which is odd. It's <laughs> ironic since nobody out there knows what the difference between us is. Man, you stole my joke. Did was I? It? My joke was going to be my doppelganger was kind of shorter, had a thick head of hair, liked Marvel, disliked DC. Wait a minute, it's Ron. Oh, I'm your doppelganger. Yes. Oh, that's so weird. So, Josh, is Connor your doppelganger? Apparently. Not oh, really. interesting. We you know can't all be in a room together. You know who my when doppelganger I... is? Who? Same as Jimski's. <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, people used to say I look like Fred Savage. Okay, moving on. Um, I don't see that at all. Yeah, no, neither did I. It drove me crazy. I actually had a substitute teacher who used to taunt me when when he dumped Kevin. He did what? When he used to taunt me. Do what? Um, taunt me. Awesome. Taunt. There was the accent. That's why I'm not like Ron. <laughs> taunt. Say, right. say hot. Oh my dog. god, it's taunting. Hot dog. Um, <laughs> our, our, I'm from Long Island. Deal with it, Heinberg. Um, <laughs> Our last voicemail comes from Glenn from Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, guys. Glenn Watson from Huntsville, Alabama. Great show. I have a question you might not want to get into. What is the deal with John Byrne? 
The guy's a great artist and a passable writer, but he's just mean to everyone. This message board is filled with sycophants who love him, but no one's allowed to say anything Byrne does not like. Byrne has, to, has had disputes with Peter David, Jim Shooter, Joe Quesada, Marv Wolfman, Chris Claremont, Eric Larson, and that's not a complete list. He bans fans and pub comic professionals from his board so often it's ridiculous. His outrageous statements are too many to list, but here's a few. He complained about Bob Kane the day he died. He publicly stated that Christopher Reeves was no hero on the day he died. He said Latino women with blonde hair look like hookers. He wrote the N-word. He wrote that using the N-word is just fine. He writes it all the time. What is this guy's problem? P.S. He called me a jackass and banned me from his board, so yeah, it's personal. Oh. <laughs> we, we really want to stay away from this topic. You don't want to get insulted by John Byrne on his message board? No. no. Every time you see John Byrne mention on the internet, it gets really, really ugly. Yeah, and we just don't want to be involved at all. It gets ugly in that stereotypical comic fan ugly way. Yeah, and we usually avoid trying to. And avoid if anything, if anything, I, that he no. We're trying to avoid it. If anything, I don't want to say anything about him purely because I want to keep watching it from a from a distance, but never get close enough to it. So, <sighs> he's fascinating from the stuff that I hear, though. No, yeah, no, right. no more. Oh, so, um, damn it. so, th- so I'm thank putting you, Glenn. up a post of John Byrne stories. <laughs> thank you, Glenn, and good luck dealing with the, that. Trying to figure out John Byrne because we can't figure it out. Um, so that's all our voicemails for this, this episode. So if you want to call us, um, you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's, um, I don't have it in front it, of me. It so. works. It works for Alan Heinberg as well. He can call eight 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 fanboys and, and meet this challenge. Yeah. Alan Heinberg. It's toll free. Not that your rich Hollywood money can't afford a phone call to New York. Fanboys <laughs> is three, two, six, two, six. Uh, nine and seven. seven. I used an old script template, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Thanks so much for that. So, one eight eight fanboys and Heinberg, we're more prepared than usual. We're not as prepared as usual. We're we're normally more together. All right. Usually, Um, the show is better. Listen, Alan Heinberg, you might write for big TV shows, but we've got three hundred and sixteen people on our Frapper map, including Kim Swanson from uh, Tennessee, Vicus Smith from New York, New York, Augie Bleak. Yeah, I totally just butchered his last name. Yeah, you did. It's Bleak. Mark Thomas from Rotterdam, England. Fangirl Ashley from New York, New York. Jeremy Phil from Bogortown, Florida. JP Kakanuma from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> is his last name Kakanuma? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Brian Hellum from Ra- uh, Rancho Cordovo, California. And Brian Robinson from Clanton, Alabama. So, yeah. Go to frapper.com slash iFanboy. Is there a girl in there? Yes. There was a girl from wow. New York. Fangirl yeah. Ashley. Yes, Fangirl Ashley. Thank you. Um, she heated the call. Uh-huh. So if you want to go to put another pin in the map, which you should because there are a lot more of you than 316. There's people yeah. who have taken the time to write in but haven't taken the time to put a pin in the map. There are people who have taken the time to write in. There are people who, have, who are our friends at myspace.com slash ifanboy. There are people who post. There are people who download the podcast, and none of the numbers add up. Ifanboy Frapper Map is F-R-A-P-P-R dot com slash ifanboy. I was missing a preposition in there, but we can go past That's okay. it. You want to hear your name, don't you, on the show? It's the way to get I, it done. I think we should wrap this up. Please. <laughs> so um, check out ifanboy.com, the, the best comic book website that Alan Heinberg's never been to, um, where we talk all about comic books. <laughs> and um, we react to the news, and we, um, we talk about a lot of good stuff, including Transformers, because we just can't stop talking about Transformers. The thread and, keeps um, coming up. 
as well as uh, you, there you can read the weekly pick of the review pick of the week review the review and, week yeah the I don't what know. show is this I don't know and um, you can also read what people like Jimsky and Daryl and uh, the dude have been reading as well because they're awesome as well so um, email us at contact at ifanboy.com call us at one eight eight fanboys Vote for us, Podcast Alley. Write a review on iTunes. Tell your yes. friends. Spread the review in yeah. the comic stores. Yeah, please. Yeah, please spread the word. Spread the word on the websites and all the various stuff. Get the iFanboy word out there. And if you really like what we're doing and you want to see us do more of it and make it better and all that sort of thing, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and donate via PayPal and um, help us out because um, it takes money to make stuff happen. So well, That's it for the show this week, boys. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I just thought you were going to talk. I'm Connor. But Alan Heimberg is going to hate this show. Listen, Alan Heimberg. <laughs> I'm calling you out. But no, but I'm, you know, I was, I mean, I was glad to see other podcasts get mentioned. Well, my whole thing is that, like, okay, Alan Heinberg, I know that you've been interviewed on, or you've been interviewed on Word <laughs> Balloon, and you've been interviewed on Fanboy Radio, just because we don't kowtow to the creators and kiss their asses. You're digging our deeper hole. I'm just yeah, digging to see. This is all going to get edited out, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> all right. So, Joe Casey, you want to be on the show, but you can't be yet. You no. Wait. <laughs> Deal with it, Heinberg.